You're listening up your game, a podcast all about sports. I'm Travis Harrison alongside my best friend, Ben Weir. It's great to see you as always. Yeah, man. Good to see you again. And a very special guest joining us, my youngest brother, Derek Harrison. Thanks for taking the time to be here. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Well, a lot of drama unfolded in week 18, the last week of the NFL season. We're going to be bringing you all the matchups that took place, highlighting big moments, key plays, and great performances that helped shape the playoff picture. We start off with the Kansas City Chiefs easily taking down the Las Vegas Raiders 31-13. Chiefs locked up that number one seed and by for the playoffs with this win, and they were doing whatever they wanted in this game, including playing a little ring around the rosy before running a trick play and scoring a touchdown off it. Now, it did get called back for a penalty, but Ben, Andy Reid may have been having a little too much fun at the Raiders' expense. Yeah, I'd be a little bit pissed off if I was a Raiders fan. I mean, I, that was got to be the stupidest thing I think I've ever seen. But it was also funny at the same time, too. But uh, I don't know, man. At least they're having fun. Yeah, I showed Megan the video, and she was like, uh, what was the point of that? I was like, I, <laughs> just one of those things. <laughs> you just, you're in that much control, and you're just playing around. You're just having fun. Like, whatever. But the thing is, the play should have been blown up. Like even like the pass oh, yeah. Mahomes had, like they should have been able to make the tackle and everything. Like it was sad that they didn't, but I wouldn't expect anything less though from the Chiefs and Mahomes, you know, pulling off something like that. So, yeah, no, especially a rivalry game too. I mean, it's just just stick it to them. <laughs> Raiders having a bad year, just just stick it to them. In an AFC South showdown that would give the winner the number four seed in the playoffs and send the loser home, it was the Jacksonville Jaguars outlasting the Tennessee Titans twenty sixteen. This one looked a little in doubt for the Jags until Josh Allen took a 37-yard fumble return to the house for a touchdown in what would be the final score of the game. Derek, I texted you afterwards, and you shared with me that you were on cloud nine. Walk us through your emotions during the game and specifically on that fumble return, and then, of course, once you sealed it for good. Unfortunately, that was one of those games where you just sit there and you don't enjoy a single minute of it. (laughs) So... You know, I was I was so excited that you know we had a game like that. You know, because it's been a long time since we had a meaningful game like that to actually go to the to the playoffs. Um, but when that play happened, first of all, I was like, I was super excited. But I was like, is it a fumble? You know, because I knew it was going to be close. Just just watching it live, like you see his hand go forward. But I, I do got to give props to the rest because back in 2017, when we recovered a fumble that we would have returned for the touchdown against the Patriots, they blew it dead. You know. And because of that, we ended up losing that game. So the fact that they allowed this to play out this time, honestly, huge kudos and a huge shout-out to the refs because I really appreciate them doing that finally because I feel like there's so many times where they don't do that. Um, but I definitely appreciate that you know appreciate that they did that because when you look at the replay, you know it clearly was a fumble. It was close, but it clearly was a fumble. Yeah, well, Ben and I have actually been talking about that for several weeks now. There's been multiple plays in different games that they have blown it dead. And Ben's like, can we just let the play go? Because if it's, it's going to be a scoring play, you're going to review it anyways. And like it happened in the Colts-Vikings game, Viking, two different times, fumbles run back for a touchdown. Both were blown dead. You know, momentum stopped or that type of thing. So, yeah, I was really glad to at least see, oh, wow, they're letting this play out. And then it was very close. I mean, I still think it was a fumble, but it was about as close as you can get between, oh, it's a fumble and his arms actually going forward. So definitely think the refs made the right call there. And obviously I was super excited and happy for you, Derek, that they allowed that play to stand and that allowed you guys to uh, finish off the Titans and get into the playoffs. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it's one of those, and it's one of those things too where like, and obviously 
the division has been basically run through the Titans for the last several years, really since Andrew Luck retired, you know, it's really gone through, you know, through Tennessee. So, you know, you got to give it up for, for the Titans. They have a lot of injuries. You know, they have a lot of people that are missing. You have Josh Dobbs, who was on the Lions practice squad three weeks before that game. So, I mean, Vrabel, he's a really good coach. And you can just tell that, you know, the Titans are just a hard team to play, you know, because they just, they make it like a grind type of game. And they, honestly, they do what it takes to win. So, but yeah, it was, it was a great game. Super excited that we won. And honestly, if we go out and lose this weekend, I'm still super happy because I feel like this is a great season because a lot of us were not expecting to be in this situation. So I love, love that we have a new head coach who I feel like has a, is a good matchup with Trevor Lawrence. And I think we're, we're going to see some good things in the future. Plus, we get Calvin Ridley next year. So, um, yeah, definitely looking forward to that. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, you guys were 4-8 and eight there. After week 12, things just not looking good. And then you rattle off five wins in a row. So very impressive indeed. Well, the Falcons beat the Bucks 30-17, giving Tom Brady his first losing season in his long career. I know he went out in the second quarter, but still another first for Brady in a season of negative first for him. Ben, lucky for him and the Bucks, they play in the terrible NFC South, which happens to be the only division you can have a losing record in and still win your division. Yeah, I think. I speak for all of us, and it's just—I hate it, man. Like, and we've talked about this so many times before too. I think it needs to be changed as far as like I get division winners and all that good stuff, but if you have a losing record, you have no business being in the playoffs. I don't care. And and on top of that, hosting a playoff game like you're an eight and nine football team and you get to host a playoff game—that's just a travesty, in my opinion. I just don't agree with that at all. And and they—I don't know. I, I just can't imagine. I mean, we all know Tom Brady in the playoffs. You never know what's going to happen. Uh, him getting there. I just can't imagine them getting through at least even round one against the Cowboys, but we'll have to see. Hopefully he's gone. That's all I hope. Yeah, well, we've already been talking a little bit. If he does go far, there's definitely a conspiracy going on for yeah, sure. So what's going on? <laughs> but we'll see. Well, it's an emotional week for the Buffalo Bills after Hamlin went down last Monday night, but they had to turn their attention to the New England Patriots, which they did and came away with a 35-23 win. Crazy part was They won this thing, but what happened during the game was even crazier, especially considering the circumstances. Hines took the opening kickoff back 96 yards for a touchdown. As if that wasn't enough to give everyone watching goosebumps, he returned another one 101 yards in the third quarter, making it the first time two returns had been returned in a single game since 2010. The look of shock on Josh Allen's face said it all, but Derek, this was truly something straight out of a movie. Yeah, I was just about to say, in some ways, I almost see like a future 30 for 30 or some some kind of documentary coming from this season for the Bills, you know, especially, you know, from what they went through, you know, I mean, it's, it's definitely one of those things where, you know, it definitely puts in perspective the game of football in general. But yeah, I mean, I can't imagine what, you know, what they were feeling, you know, going into that game and obviously, you know, with everything that had happened the prior week. So yeah, huge, huge shout out to them. And obviously, it was always good to see someone beat the Patriots and, keep him from going to the postseason. So that was just a double whammy there. So it was great. Yeah, it doesn't get any better than that, that's for sure. Well, Derek, I know you weren't on with us last week, but I ended the episode praying for Hamlin, his family, as well as T. Higgins. Well, that night he woke up and started communicating by writing. Obviously, a ton of people were praying for him, so I'm not sitting here taking credit for it, but I couldn't help thinking of the timing and wondering if he woke up during or shortly after we had prayed for him. And now, a little over a week later, he's actually been discharged from the hospital, which is amazing and truthfully a complete miracle. Hundred percent, yeah. I mean, it's 
honestly, it, it really is cool to see. You know, I I, I saw um, you know a tweet earlier uh, a few days ago how praying on the field was you know not necessarily a popular thing back when Tebow was doing it, but now that this thing happens, like it's cool that it, it's able to come back. You know, um, but it is cool just to see everyone you know come together um, for the same cause. And yeah, that's I mean he, he he's a miracle. I mean we've never seen anything like this happen. So the fact that, that you know he's doing in the uh, really as well as he's doing huge answer to prayer well the vikings beat the bears 29 13 which i don't think surprised anyone always good to beat a divisional opponent no matter who it is cousins was nearly perfect going 17 of 20 for 225 yards and a touchdown but ben despite your team being 13 and 4 i know you weren't feeling super confident going into the playoffs oh yeah this this is the last vikings win of the season just calling it right now <laughs> <laughs> so I mean it was a great season I just I don't know I, I'm just not confident in my team whatsoever uh, I hope they prove me wrong and we're playing the Super Bowl in February but I just don't see it happening and yeah we played against Nathan Peterman I mean if we remember correctly that guy threw five picks in the first half what few years back something like that so it's not super not super confident in my team but we'll see I, I'm just I'm hoping man I, it's it's been a great year though I mean most of our wins have been one score wins. So it's been a phenomenal year. I just, hopefully we can get it done, but we'll see. Ben, I, I will say this. I would pick the Vikings to win it all. If every game moving forward was at one o'clock. So, one o'clock games, man. Kirk Cousins <laughs> is a hall of famer. <laughs> Un, uh, unstoppable, but you know, don't let, yes. don't let them check and see what time they're playing this week. So, I know. Yeah, we're 4.30, so yeah. I don't think it's going to happen, Derek. Fingers crossed, <laughs> though. <laughs> well, the Bengals took care of the Jacksonless Ravens 27-16. This was a big win for the Bengals because of that canceled game last week against the Bills. The Bengals, despite winning the division and having a better record, possibly could have seen themselves on the road in the first round of the playoffs. Derek, kind of a weird situation, but thankfully for Cincy, they didn't have to worry about that happening. Yeah, for sure. And, it, and it's one of those things where it's crazy how they beat them and now boom, they're playing them again this coming weekend. So, yeah, I mean, it, it just goes to show, like, I feel like the way that they've structured the uh, the NFL um, schedule the last several years, it really forces team, which, you know, I like, to they got to play every single game. So if you remember, like, even, you know, the Colts back in, like, the late 2000s, you know, they would usually would sometimes take off that last game or maybe the last two because it didn't matter. But I do like the fact that the NFL switched up to where a lot of division games are played the last two weeks. So, like, it forces teams to basically not take a game off. So, um, yeah, it's, it's crazy that it, it came down to that. But, man, the Bengals are scary. Honestly, right now, I'm, I'm kind of favoring them in the AFC because, boy, they, uh, they look good, especially from an offensive standpoint. If their defense can play relatively decent, they're going to be a tough matchup for anybody. Well, speaking of my Colts, I thought we might actually finish the season on a high note. But just like they have all season long, they ripped my heart out at the end of the game and stomped on it by losing to the Houston Texans 32-31. Silver lining, though, for me is we have the fourth pick in the draft, so I really like our chances at getting one of the good quarterbacks available. The win cost the Texans the number one pick, and they could have taken a knee and not attempted the two-point conversion. Ben, you brought up an interesting point about Lovey Smith. Do you mind sharing that? Oh, yeah. So, obviously, everybody knows he got fired, but... 
I just, I, I, this is just a conspiracy thought on my part, but I just figured that Lovey Smith was like, well, you know, I've only got one year. He knows his time is up. I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to stick it to the organization and make sure that they can't get the number one overall pick. Let's go for two and let's win the game. I, I don't know if that really happened, but I mean, I just think that'd be kind of funny if, and that I, I would honestly probably do that too. If I knew I only had one year and you know, Hey, who cares? Well, what makes me believe it even more is that, you know, he coached the bears for years. So maybe he not yeah. only wanted to stick it to the owner of the Texans, but saw it as, Hey, here's an opportunity to help the bears out. So it was a win-win <laughs> for him. <laughs> That's a good point. It, it would make it, one thing that'd be funny is make matters worse. Imagine if the Bears traded with the Colts and the Colts got the number one overall pick. <laughs> Someone in your division just got better at your dispense. <laughs> well, the Dolphins have been struggling. Losers of five games in a row. They had to win, plus needed the Patriots to lose. Well, both things happened, and they're in the playoffs after beating the Jets 11-6. Derek, it took a late field goal with 18 seconds left and then a safety to get it done. Yeah, talk about, um, you know, not your most exciting game, but honestly, I definitely feel for the Dolphins because, I mean, if Tua could have just stayed healthy all year, honestly, it definitely would have been interesting to, to see where they'd be at. But, you know, you, you always feel like there's teams every year that go through injuries and it really costs them. And fortunately, the Dolphins did enough early on in the season to where they still, you know, scraped by and, and got in the playoffs. But, but at the same point, I mean, you definitely feel for the Dolphins. And uh, if, if I'm, if I think correctly, if I saw it, is Tua already ruled out for this weekend? So yeah. I mean, going into the playoffs without your without your quarterback, I mean, it just I feel bad for him. I mean, it really is a really unfortunate season because I mean they had a lot of promise, especially starting out. Yeah, they were rolling at the beginning of the season. You're like, oh man, these Dolphins are legit. You know, obviously they get Tyree Kill, they've got Waddle, so they've got those weapons. Tua's playing well. He's not turning the ball over. And then, yeah, man, just one concussion, then another one, and yeah, yeah. I, I saw I saw a thing earlier today where it talked about last season the Dolphins started one and seven, finished the season eight and eight. This year they started eight and three and finished eight and eight. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to give props to Dolphins fans that actually make the trek to Buffalo this weekend uh, to see if the Dolphins play with Skylar Thompson because I think that's a lot of respect to them because I don't think that game's going to be even remotely close. But respect to them if they do go. Maybe yeah. I'll get snowed out and have to play in Detroit again. <laughs> <laughs> well, the Panthers beat the Saints 10-7, a game of two bad teams struggling all season long. Ben, not a whole lot to say about this one. Yeah, I think that was pretty good right there. Moving on. <laughs> Steelers, believe it or not, were still alive to make the playoffs. They needed to win, which they did, beating the Browns 28-14, but needed losses from the Pats and Dolphins. Two of the three happened, but Derek, despite missing the playoffs, they have to feel pretty proud of the way they fought and competed all season long. Yeah, for sure. And, and obviously, they got to feel good about the future, you know, because obviously, you know, they got some young weapons, you know, wide receiver, obviously their quarterback, young. So, yeah, I mean, they, they definitely should be proud, for sure. It wasn't a pretty season by any means, and most would call it a failure in Denver, considering their coach didn't even make it a full season before getting canned. Broncos did manage to end the year on a high note, beating the rival Chargers 31-28. Ben, obviously the Chargers didn't have much to play for in this one as Herbert didn't even play the whole game. Yeah, I mean, it, it's good for the Broncos to go out on that high note to get a win here. I heard something interesting. I don't remember if Travis, if you shared this with me before, 
or somebody else had done this, but there was a, I'm not even a big TikTok person, but I guess there was a TikToker that was keeping track of Russell Wilson's touchdown passes compared to how many toilets he's got in his house. And apparently it took him like the last two weeks to get more touchdown passes than he's got toilets in his house. So I thought that was interesting. I never heard that before. And I don't know why somebody was even taking the time to do that, but I don't know. I feel like Wilson's been playing better the last couple weeks. So maybe he's finally started to get it to click. We'll see if they've got whoever they bring in. will maybe help him out. I don't know. Yeah. You said they ended on a high note. It was a mile high note. (laughs) Dad joke. That's right. I, I do what I can. Well, after dropping the last two games, the Eagles got Jalen Hurts back from injury and defeated the New York Giants 22-16. This game actually had a lot of weight behind it, and Derek, if the Eagles would have lost, they would have lost the number one seed, which would have been a big disappointment, losing it the last week after holding it all season long. Yeah, it, it, it was, I mean, that that's like crazy. I mean, because people were, were talking about them potentially going undefeated this season for a while and then they could have potentially if if they would have lost to the Cowboys boy I mean they could have gone all the way down to what the fifth seed or something like mm-hmm. that so it really is amazing um but again it just goes to show that y- you just got to go to the end like you can't you know try and take weeks off like you know because at the end of the day like you could end up losing something that you've been pushing for all season because it's a long season you know um but the way that they have it, the schedule structured you got to finish strong San Francisco 49ers easily dispatched the Arizona Cardinals 38-13 behind another pretty strong performance from Brock Purdy, who was 15-20 for 178 yards and three touchdowns. This sadly was J.J. Watt's final NFL game as he's announced his retirement. No sense waiting five years. Just put the man in the Hall of Fame now. Just my personal opinion. Well, this was the 10th win in a row for the 49ers, and I feel like they are the best and obviously hottest team in football right now. Ben, I'm not saying Brock's the best quarterback Shanahan's had, but he's definitely the one who's been performing the best since he's been there, obviously being undefeated. Yeah, and and they're just getting healthier now, too, come playoff time. He's really been playing well, and this would be just a – I just feel like it would be a great story to see them in playing the Super Bowl uh, with Mr. Irrelevant. I mean, he really has done well. He's been thrown into a terrible situation. Uh, I mean, both quarterbacks going down, zero – zero NFL experience and he's he's playing great I, I mean he's got a great cast around him they've got a fantastic defense I almost favor them over the Eagles honestly in the NFC right right at this second just the way that they've been playing it'd be interesting to see them meet each other if they get all the way to the championship game but I I could see them I could see them playing Super Bowl I could definitely see it Seahawks beat the Rams 19-16 in overtime, and every Lions fan, including my brother-in-law Caleb, was hating hardcore on Baker Mayfield after this game. Derek, believe it or not, Geno Smith set the Seahawks passing record in this game, beating Russell Wilson, just pouring a little extra salt in his wound that was a disastrous season. Yeah, I mean, I definitely feel for the Lions fans because um, obviously they were looking at, especially that punt that they, they threw that flag on, which basically... Uh, well, it gave him the first down, and that was the game-winning drive. So, definitely feel for the Lions there um, on that. It, but on the flip side with the Seahawks, one thing that's really crazy is they're in the playoffs, yet they have an, a top-five pick for the draft. So, it's just pretty, pretty wild stuff right there. But, yeah, I mean, it, honestly, you know, you got, you got to give it up for uh, Geno Smith and, obviously, you know, Pete Carroll. I mean, coming together, cause a lot of people thought that they were going to be nothing this year, and they got rid of, you know, Russell, and clearly they, they proved otherwise. So, yeah, great job on them. Yeah, I think most people expected them to tank and just maybe win a handful of games, and that was that. So, yeah, that's off to them for making it into the playoffs. 
Well, I saw the score, Commanders 26, Cowboys 6, and I immediately thought to myself, oh, the starters must not have played. But it turns out, in fact, they did because there was still the number one seed up for grabs. They just got outplayed by Sam Howell and company. Dak has an interception problem, and it just happens that he leads the league. The crazy thing is this man missed one-third of the season. Ben, this was a terrible look for the Cowboys and not what you want to happen right before the playoffs. Honestly, this makes me feel a lot happier since what they did to us earlier in the year. So, like, I was super happy to see this, and I thought the same thing, Travis. I was like, there's no way they lost. There was like, there's no way that they had Dak in there. There's no way they had, you know, Lamb, everybody else in there. Yeah, the whole way through, I just couldn't believe it, man. I mean, scoring that scored six points in the second quarter, and that was it. Didn't score anything out. So, hats off to the Commanders finishing that off. I just, I, it doesn't bode well to me. Uh, Cowboys play like that. I mean, they're definitely not going to beat the Bucks. Yeah, and another crazy thing too, and Dak's not just throwing bad interceptions, but he's throwing pick sixes. I mean, yeah. he, he he's had several just in the last few weeks, going all the way back to the Jags. That's how we beat them was in overtime a pick six. So. Yeah, he Dak's got to get together. I wasn't sure how the Sunday night game was going to play out with the Seahawks winning earlier in the day that automatically eliminated the Lions from the playoffs, thus prompting any real motivation to play, or so I thought. All the Packers had to do was win, and you're in. Instead, they played around, squandered multiple chances. Rodgers threw a crucial pick down the stretch, and the Lions played spoiler in Lambeau, of all places, winning 20-16 to over Green Bay. Derek, some of the Lions players made comments that while they couldn't make the playoffs, their motivation was, in fact, making sure the Packers weren't going to make it either. I mean, especially when you look at the history of, I mean, the Lions, I mean, really the Packers, have, have, I mean, they've owned the Lions, you know. Um, so it definitely has got to feel good. I mean, obviously, uh, my extended family, they're all Lions fans. So, you know, so they definitely were paying attention and, you know, they, they knew that they couldn't make the playoffs, but they definitely wanted to keep the Packers out. So. Yeah, that was a fantastic play. And obviously they had that gutsy play right at the end to convert that fourth down that basically sealed it. So, um, yeah, that was a great game of the Lions. Now the question remains, will Rodgers return or will he retire? One of the Lions players actually asked for his jersey after the game, which Rodgers responded, I'm going to hang on to this one. So let the speculation begin. But with the conclusion of the season, that means the NFL playoffs are upon us, and now we're going to preview each matchup and make our own predictions on who will win each game. We start with the first game on Saturday. That will be the Seahawks visiting the 49ers. We already talked about the 49ers being the hottest team in the league and arguably the best team. They've got weapons on offense. They've got a great defense that can shut you down. They just do it all so well, and they do it better than most other teams. Ben, with that being said, do you give the Seahawks any hope, or is this going to be a bloodbath? I don't think it's going to be a bloodbath. I know I just talked about pretty high about the 49ers, but this is a divisional game in the playoffs, and this is the first playoff game for Brock Purdy. So there's going to be some emotions and some highs, I'm sure. So I think this will be a lot closer than people think. I don't think the Seahawks will get the win in San Francisco, but I also wouldn't be surprised if I saw them make a crazy upset. I, but I, I would be picking the 49ers in this one. 49ers will win 31 to 23. Uh, I was thinking 31 17. Well, the later game on Saturday features the Jacksonville Jaguars, who snuck in winning five in a row down the stretch to win the AFC South for the first time since 2017 and lock up that number four seed. They'll be hosting the Los Angeles Chargers. Battle of young quarterbacks in this one. 
We've seen what Justin Herbert brings to the table and the skill sets he possesses, but we're starting to see Trevor Lawrence come into form and get more and more comfortable by the week. I don't think the stage is going to be too big for Lawrence, who's played and won a national championship back in college. Derek, do you like your team's chances in this opening round matchup? I do, but the crazy thing is, I feel like the Chargers and the Jags are almost the exact same team. Like when you look in, like when you look at them, when it comes to the quarterbacks and like the, the receivers, and there's a lot of similarities. But um, I do, I do like my, you know my team's chance. Really, the key is if we can get the run game going and make sure we don't turn the ball over. I think we're going to win because the Chargers were like the 28th ranked defense on the run. Um, we destroyed them last time when it came to the run, and that's really why we why we won thirty eight to ten on the road week three. So if we can run the ball and not turn the ball over, I think we have a good shot. And um, but I, I I mean I can see it being like a higher scoring game. So I'm going to say thirty eight thirty three Jags. Derek, I'm going to go with your Jags too, just because I really like them. I'm going to say the Jaguars are going to win. I'm going to make it low. I'm going to say twenty three sixteen. I'll say close, 27-24, Jags. We're all agreeing so far. How about that, guys? So so far, so good. (laughs) Sunday, we'll have three games being played, with the first one a division matchup that has the Buffalo Bills hosting the Miami Dolphins. These two teams played in Buffalo three weeks ago, and it came down to the end after a back-and-forth contest. Bills pulled that one off by three. Derek, obviously probably not a similar game going to be happening here with Tua not playing. So do you see the Bills learning from their mistakes in that one and just keeping more distance in this game and basically running away with it? Yeah, I honestly don't see this being a close game. If somehow the Dolphins make it close, huge kudos to them. Um, but I just I just don't see how it's going to be a close game. So um, I'm going to go with I'm going to go 27-10 Bills. I want to say the TCU score, I should say 65 to 7. <laughs> I don't think it's going to happen. I'm going to say, I think they killed the Patriots last year 40 something to 3, I think is what it was. I'm going to go 41 to 3. I'm going to say it's really bad. I'll say 38 to 10. All right. Well, a rematch of two weeks ago that saw the Vikings win on a walk off 61 yard field goal. New York Giants will be traveling to Minnesota to take on the Vikings once again. Ben, you've been saying for weeks you guys are a one-and-done team. Do you have serious fears of being upset at home and losing this game? Complete fears. Uh, I mean, we just miraculously beat them last time. So just beating a team twice in the same season is tough as it is. And then um, I'm, I'm, in, I'm happy it's at home. Uh, I, this Giants team, they're just they're very unpredictable in my opinion. So I definitely, and I've already said it before, I'm going to keep saying it again. I, I do see us losing this game. I'm going to say it's close. We always play as a close game typically, but when we lose, it's not necessarily close, but I don't see the Giants blowing us out. I'm going to say it's going to be like 27-24 and Cousins serves a pick for us to lose. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I think this game has the makings of, of an upset. I, I, I just feel like, I just like the Giants are clicking and yeah, I, I just, I don't know, I, I just don't have a lot of faith in the Vikings right now. Um, yeah. Kirk Cousins, I want to see him do well, and I, w- I would love to see him honestly go a long way. But I'm going to say, um, I'm going to say, 24-23, Giants. I missed the extra point. <laughs> <laughs> he does that. He does. Yes, he does. <laughs> I feel like I should go with you guys. We've been agreeing with everything, but part of me is like, uh, just be different, Ben. I'm going to pick you guys. Just, gosh, to wow. tr- just just trust in you. I don't really believe it, but. Just to, just to be different here. So I'm going to say 21-17 Vikings. 
Well, speaking of rematches, the Cincinnati Bengals and Baltimore Ravens will be squaring off again just a week after playing the regular season finale. There is optimism that Lamar Jackson will finally be returning for the Ravens, but Derek, even if he is there, do you give the Ravens much of a chance in this one? I don't. I mean, the only way that I feel like the Ravens can win is honestly keeping the ball away from Burrow. If they can have a, if they can have long drives that you know and really and really win the possession game handily, to me that that's that's their ticket. And again. If it, you know, winning, winning the turnover battle, but if they can keep the ball and have long extended drives and finish them with touchdowns, that's the only chance. Um, but I'm going to go with the Bengals on this one. I think Bengals are just too scary. I, I think it's going to be, you know, closer than some may think, but um, I'm going to go 31 24 Bengals. I like that. I'm, I was thinking 31 for the Bengals too, but I'm thinking a little bit less for the Ravens. Uh, and maybe if Jackson plays, I'll probably get more, but I'm thinking 31 14. Bengals. Wow, guys, our minds are in sync. I was going to go 31-17 Bengals. <laughs> <laughs> this is creepy, guys. This is creepy. I know. <laughs> well, the final game of the wild card weekend will be taking place on Monday night as the Tampa Bay Buccaneers host the Dallas Cowboys. Despite having a much better record, the Cowboys are on the road as it's Dak versus Brady in what should be an entertaining game. These two teams matched up way back in week one with the Bucks easily taking that game 19-3. Ben, do you see this game being much of the same, or do you believe the Cowboys have a solid chance to send Brady home early? I'm so up in the air in this one. Like I still haven't even necessarily made it in my mind. I, I had previously thought the Cowboys. I do think the Cowboys have a good chance. I don't think the Bucks have been playing well. Tom Brady, the game before against the Panthers, had been clicking pretty well, though, with Mike Evans, and he had been his favorite target. So, like, it's hard to go against Brady, but I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to go with the Cowboys. I'm going to say the Cowboys are going to get it done. I, I think this is going to be a super close game. I don't think anyone's going to beat anybody terribly. I think it's going to be final possession. I'm going to say Cowboys. I'm going to say 28-21 Cowboys. I don't know. That sounds good, I guess. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm going with the Cowboys, too. I think, uh, I think they'll be able to get it done, kind of break a little bit of that Cowboy curse. Yeah. I'm going to go 27-24, Cowboys. Well, as much as I can't stand the man, I also can't pick against him in the playoffs. So I'm going to pick Tom Brady and the Bucks in a close one, 28-24. But believe yeah. me, I will be cheering hardcore for the Cowboys to win this game. I won't be disappointed whatsoever if my pick is incorrect. <laughs> But then we could just make fun of the Cowboys even more if, they, if your pick is right. That's true. That's true. Either way, we're going to make fun of somebody after this game. Exactly. So. It's a win-win for us, guys. Win-win situation. I'm to say it's a win-win here. <laughs> well, that's going to do it for this NFL Week 18 recap and wild card preview here on Up Your Game, a podcast all about sports. Travis, Derek, and Ben signing off.